This episode of Sicker Sadder World is sponsored by Songfinch. Stay tuned to the middle of the episode where I will surprise Laura with what this means. I'm Laura Zach. And I'm Brittany Ashley. And this is Sicker Sadder World, a podcast where we rewatch episodes of Daria and relate it to our current world. Wow, I have not seen you in a hot minute. Ages. Yeah, we recorded the last two episodes before I left for Austin for a couple weeks, so this is a sweet, sweet reunion. We already had about like three hours beforehand of hangout time. I know you're trying to just gloss over your little intro you just did, <laughs> but I, I, I can say with confidence that no one has ever surprised me via an ad before, via a podcast ad. Oh, Yeah. This is new territory. I'm into it. It's like a flash mob through sponsorships. Really? Speaking of things that would surprise me. Excited to see where this is going. Okay. You know what? I'm going to reword that. Speaking of things I would like, my friend reached out because her friend is working on casting for the new X-Files episodes. No shit. And was like, do you want me to pass along your headshot and your information? And I was like, yes. And then she said, would it be overkill? If you dressed like an alien and took all new headshots? I would be willing to do that. But she said, would it be overkill to write a little something about why this would mean something like so much to you? And then you say, no, no, no. Here's my fanatic audition. That's exactly what I did. I forwarded it and said, needless to say, it would be a dream come true. (laughs) so just waiting to hear just waiting to hear if i get that audition yeah i'm also waiting to hear if um i'm one of the 10 billion lesbians who's trying to write on the l word reboot so i haven't even tried to go out for the writing on that i might just try to go out for the acting good call i just feel like no matter what competition for the writing i know but no matter what if we act in it we're gonna end up being topless i'm all right with that I've been topless in every web series I've done except for her story. I've just been topless in the one web series upon reflection. (laughs) But I was topless. um, I was like very topless for Mm. like an extended amount of time. And so once you've once you've ripped off that Band-Aid of toplessness, it's just like, meh. Yeah, I think I, I think I need to work on the nipple confidence. It's activism. I remember you saying once that you had high vagina confidence but low nipple confidence. Yeah, in my dream scenario, I'd kind of just Winnie the Pooh it all the time. So if if L Word brought you on as a cast member and was like, "We're gonna do a new thing. We're gonna show only vag," I'd be, be like, like, "Yeah, whatever. All right, I'm in. I'm okay with that." You would show your vag on on Showtime, probably. Yeah. Over boobs, because, like, you can't really, like, connect the vag to the face, you know what I mean? You can't connect the boobs to the face if you... I think you can, because of, like, the neck and whatnot. Yeah, but someone would have to really know what your neck looks like. Yeah, and someone would have to know what, like, your pelvis looks like. I, uh, just think you're in the minority there. I mean, I, I respect it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think it's cool. But I think over everything, I'd show my butthole the most. That's your number one Maybe because, confidence body part? Like because, I w- because I would just tell people that it was a stunt butthole. Wait, you'd want people to think that a more beautiful butthole was pretending to be yours? Maybe. Maybe. Or would you want your actual butthole to be beautiful enough to be a stunt butthole? Upon further reflection. The latter. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 
These are so hot because they've been in this room. Yeah. So many people would probably evade junior caramels, but they're actually better than milk duds. Like in terms of won't rip your teeth out. I actually lost two teeth in milk duds, two separate occasions when I was younger. You lost teeth to milk duds? So when like I was baby teeth, though. Yes. So when I was younger, all the teeth I lost were in food. I don't think that that's uncommon. Um, twice was milk duds. Once was Snackwell's Devil's Food Cookies. Once was in spaghetti. Once was pussy. Um. <laughs> Can you imagine you're like 14 or whatever and haven't lost all your baby teeth? And Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My tooth just <laughs> fell off in your pussy. Remember... That was a thing that, like, you would just lose your teeth. People, like, adults have nightmares about that. That was fucked up. That we all lived through that. That we all had to just lose our teeth and be cool with it. And you just never knew when it was going to happen. Yeah. And you could be at a sleepover. You could be trying to make a good impression. (laughs) And then suddenly your friend's parent was tying a string to the end of your tooth. Exactly. The, The front teeth was always the scariest. Oh, yeah. I can't remember where I was when I lost those, though. Probably in a really dark place. Yeah, just... Can you imagine if that just kept happening over and over? If, like, like every if... seven years you just lost your teeth all over again? Ooh. Honestly, it would be great for our dental health. Maybe. You know, we'd have... Well, I got a wisdom tooth removed and got pneumonia from it. I remember that. That was traumatizing. So, I'm kind of in the camp of, like keeping all the teeth inside. I feel like you should do an anti-advertisement and let the kind people who might live in east side of Los Angeles know where not to go for their dentist. I don't even remember the name of it anymore because I just, I left one bad Yelp review and it was the only Yelp review I've ever left and, you know, tried to report them to the dental board. But I guess I just have to tell a really quick, the quick story, which is that my wisdom tooth was infected and I knew that it was infected and impacted. And I went to this dentist that was covered by my insurance and uh, they were like, oh yeah, we actually don't have an oral surgeon. Oh wait, maybe we do have an oral surgeon that works here. He only comes in on Saturdays though. No, they're like, Hey, Jimmy, yeah. you back there? <laughs> Yo, Jump, what's up? Oh, we do. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> Strap you down. So it was mildly terrifying. It was someone who was not an oral surgeon. Um, I did not get put under. They just put Novocaine on my teeth. And then, like, you would jack the tire of a car, they just ripped out my tooth. And then he had the audacity to drop plop it on my chest i swear to god that is truly a and nightmare. i just looked at all the like vein like the stems of it uh-huh. it was real bad but i instantly felt horrible and they were like oh here we can prescribe you some pain medication um but i didn't need pain medication i need antibiotics because they didn't so sew that shit up they didn't suture it up um and then a couple days later after feeling horrible and more horrible and more horrible. I uh, went to the emergency room because I thought I OD'd on pain pills, and it turns out I had Ramones. I had the Ramones. So basically, things still are just as much of a nightmare for adults regarding teeth. My my re- reoccurring nightmare as a child was just a dentist pushing the cart with all the contraptions. I was so and it would just like clink and clank. Yeah, I was so I hated the dentist so much. But also, I think it's because our family dentist was this man who had, like, nine children and also had a reputation of being a pedo. Ew. 
And um, I don't think my parents knew that. Like, I don't think it really registered until after the fact. But there was definitely like, oh, we thought he was a pediatrician. Right. (laughs) I thought pedo was short for pediatrician. (laughs) Pedo-eatrician. But there was also always something very off about him. And I think it really fueled my literal nightmares that I would have. But now I go to a very nice um, woman in Pasadena. I just refuse to go to the dentist at all. Cool. Good plan. La 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 la. La 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 la. This is my style. Got to get up. Or I might pull. Excuse me. Excuse me. Episode 9. Hell yeah. Otherwise known as sick. Otherwise known as hurting. Otherwise known as unwell. Otherwise known as... Why am I so bad at this game? Yeah, this seems like a game that you'd be dominating. I agree. Otherwise known as... Did those... Under the weather. (laughs) Otherwise known as affected. Otherwise known as feeling like a D+. What? <laughs> yeah, let's stop there. This episode. <laughs> so this episode opens with Trent playing on stage. Is this the first time we've seen Trent play music on stage? I don't think so. I think we've had little cutaway moments, but, but this on is the stage, first proper concert we've seen. We've seen right. him practicing in their basement. Right, right, right. So this is the first time we get to see the fruits of his labor. Mystic Spiral. I mean, there's something about watching someone perform on stage that makes them just seem very out of reach. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just depends on where you're at emotionally. Totally. I feel like that's how people are going to feel in the audience of our live show of Six or Saturday World in a couple of weeks. They're going to be yeah. like, wow, I always thought Brittany and Laura were so approachable, but I don't know. There's I can't access this. There's just, just, there's just some sort of distant glamour that has suddenly settled over them. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> So one of my favorite lyrics from the song was, you're chopping off my nose despite my face. Ow, my nose. Ow, my face. (laughs) Whoever wrote these lyrics is just brilliant. We haven't heard this one yet, but when we talk about like the quotes and the moments from Daria that we do still remember from our original viewing of it in the 90s, one of the moments I always remember is them singing the song Betrayal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Betrayal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Because I feel like I've actually um, called upon that um, to comfort me in breakups. Just just those three lo- those three words. Yeah. We should write songs. Uh, honestly, I think we'd be excellent at it. Good, 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 good. All right, well... Be uh, looking out for that, Patreon subscribers. (laughs) Anyway. So Jane and Daria are there, obviously. 
And Jane kind of casually tells Daria that they're going to go grab burgers with Trent later. And Daria all of a sudden is nervous and she like weirdly feels out of place at this indie rock show. But I feel like if anything, that's where she would feel most at home. No, like that's what I would wear to like an indie rock show, like a grungy mystic spiral show. Like, her outfit, I feel like, totally fits. Yeah, she looks the part, but I don't think she's culturally really on par with, like, the Jessies of the world, Trent's bandmate. And I feel like that's kind of the demo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was this place in the... It was in the suburbs when I was in high school, and it was called Clearwater. And there'd be a bunch of cool-ass bands that would go there. And I remember, even as a high schooler... Cool-ass bands? Cool-ass bands. And I remember even as a high schooler that I would like just try and dress a little bit different to be a little more alternative. Yeah, I get that. It's like um, when you go to any particular concert, it's taboo to wear the shirt of the band that's playing, but it's cool to dress in a style like the band. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I would go to like No Doubt concerts, I would mm, totally yeah, yeah. be like a guanabe. <laughs> that's what they called us. Familiar. I actually went to a when No Doubt did their reunion tour. They were actually on tour with Paramore, and I went to this concert, and it was probably the most eclectic group of people I have ever seen at the No Doubt concert. I also went to a No Doubt concert, but it was during their um, what was that? What was the album they came out with that had the like Bathwater song and the Tragic Kingdom? Hella good. No, no, no. The one right after that? The Hella good one. Feeling hella good. That album. The tour for that one. So I was still in high school and went to that show. And my friends and I got pulled underfoot in the mosh pit. And Gwen Stefani stopped the show because all these people had just like gone under feet because it was so crowded and pe- people were pushing so much. You were walking in the spider webs. I sure was. <laughs> and so I was there with my friend Megan, who is the one who uh, has always been like very theatrical and dramatic. And she's also the one who played Daria in mm. the, the performance we did. Of- Which is interesting that she'd be described as theatrical and dramatic. Well, she, it was a role. She really Mm. inhabited the role of Daria, but in real life, she's nothing like Daria. But her kind of like narrative around that experience at No Doubt was that Gwen Stefani saved our lives. So when I would witness her retell the story, it would be like, Gwen saw me go down (laughs) and said, that's it. Stop. Weird, because when I was uh, launched and was crowd surfing at in a Perfect Circle concert, nobody cared that I snapped my neck. You're so hard. Yeah, I couldn't uh, move my neck for the next two weeks. Kind of how I feel right now, but I don't know why. Do you want a heating pad? No, thank you. It's very hot in here. (laughs) Also, I've been freaking out because I just came back from Texas and I got bit by a spider. And it's like, I mean, apropos to this episode, kind of rashy. And there are some dangerous spiders in Texas. Put a, put a pin in that. Yeah, we'll put a pin we'll in that. We'll revisit. So Daria goes to the bathroom to try and avoid hanging out with Trent, I guess. And she finds Brittany with black hair. And all I can say is... Looks good. 
No, all I can say is good luck getting that back to blonde. That's for sure. So, so it, it so it, we almost, we get the impression that Brittany has been cheating on Kevin with someone that's in the show. But she's not even sure of his name. She's like, Terry or, or Perry. Jerry or. Yeah. Or like he's the club owner or something. Right. Which is interesting that, uh. It's a little rapey. Yeah, but also that Brittany is a little unfaithful. Oh, we've seen that before, though. We have. We've seen her making out in cars with boys who aren't Kevin, and but it, but it, I don't shame her at all. I'm kind of like, actually, you should you should do that, like get away. Yeah, she she's really envisioning a future beyond Kevin, where I think he's very here and now. Mm-hmm. This is the the height of his life. Yes, it's very can't hardly wait. Where he's Mike Dexter, and once you graduate high school, there's no real purpose to keep dating him. So Daria ends up getting what I assume looks like hives. It's some rash, and I will be honest that this is the most I've ever related to Daria. I don't know if I've ever seen you break out in hives. Really? Well, you've seen my reaction to. I've had unknown allergies for a very long time, once with sake. Are you allergic to sake? I'm allergic to, I think, a few things that I haven't really uncovered. But the the, the worst times have always included alcohol. And once it was with sake, where it looked like I snowmobiled to the bar. That's how, like, reverse raccoon I looked. It was I was so red. Other times it's been from whiskey. Maybe there's like some wheat or rice element to my allergies. But I get it probably like once a month where my whole neck and face will be insanely red. Damn. And it's not caused by the same thing as Daria, which I'm not giving away. It's not caused by the same thing that happened with Daria that we will not give away. Okay. So Daria ends up exiting out of the place and she jumps into the cab because obviously downtown Lawndale is hopping. Mm-hmm. And she heads on home where she interrupts her parents having a good time on the couch watching a documentary about teens who use drugs. Oh, I thought it was an infomercial. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was. But yeah, it was some sort of ad that put the idea into Jake's head that Daria might be using drugs and that's why she's surly. <laughs> But then in the morning when he gives her the pamphlet and there's like a quiz that she's that he's supposed to answer for her, she takes the quiz, but she's actually doing it for Quinn. Yeah, it's a quiz like 10 signs that your kid might be on drugs. Do you hear that doggy outside barking? Yeah. The real question is, do you all hear it? If, if the answer is yes, lucky. <laughs> it's just cool to think that some people right now are listening to this on their commutes home and some people are listening to it with a friend. That's all. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice to know that um, our voices are the soundtrack to someone's afternoon or morning or night. Covered them all. <laughs> anyway, so Jane picks Daria up to walk to school and and there's a funny moment where Jane mentions that Brittany's hair leaked onto her shoes Shoe. yeah. and Daria says are you sure it wasn't her brain and Jane says no there was too much of it <laughs> and then we get into Mr. O'Neill's class and he's giving an impassioned lesson on King Lear and Daria suddenly realizes she's breaking out in hives again and rushes from the classroom and he misinterprets that to mean that she's having an emotional response to 
the work and he extends the invitation for anyone who's feeling too emotionally sensitive to King Lear to excuse themselves and everyone raises their hand to leave. Do you want to know, he says this line that really, really got me and he said, what is it about tyrants that make them so charismatic? And I started to think about the now where you don't even have to be charismatic anymore. No, you just have to, you just have to like be manipulative and dumb. Although I do imagine that he who shall not be named probably does have a healthy dose of in-person charisma. Right. Like when he is, when you are directly in his line of vision and like what he wields is power and money. And I think for a lot of people that can be intoxicating to be in the good graces of. I don't know. I can just see outside of the pageantry of like what politics are and especially what they've become. Him being kind of like smooth and having like quick one liners. And I still truly believe that the extent of his horrificness is in large part a highly produced persona that he is fully owning. Yeah. I don't even know if he believes 90% of the shit he's saying. No, he fully knows when he's lying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the rash is back. Yeah, speaking of rashes. (laughs) The rash is back, and Quinn sees Daria in the bathroom at school, and she offers to help her and says that skincare crises transcends personality conflicts. So it's a sweet moment where Quinn is actually trying to help Daria. Are you checking your email right now? No, this is for the... Oh my god, are we getting to my surprise? We're getting there. We're going to wait until... When Daria gets checked into the hospital, that's when we're going to do the surprise. Okay, so Daria goes to the nurse, and the nurse is grossed out, and then (laughs) Helen and Jake are worried, and she gets sent to the hospital. Okay, so I told you all to stick around, because I'm going to surprise Laura. So, like Can I I talk during this? Yeah, of course, you should. So this episode is sponsored by Songfinch, which is a service that helps you make a personalized song for someone. No, (laughs) no. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. So basically, Songfinch asks, like, what are some inside jokes that you have? What are things that we should know about your and Laura's friendship? Um, what kind of feeling do you want to evoke out of it? And I said all these things, um, and they were very receptive. And then they sent me the did song. Did you talk to actual people or did you just... Via like... email. Oh my Via God. Via email, I got to basically fill out like a Mad Libs and more, and they asked for more cause they really wanted to do this well. And yeah, I said that I wanted to create this for you. I wanted to create a song that would empower you in times of hardship and also to make you laugh. But also um, I requested a female to sing it. So um, I literally can't wait. (laughs) So I'm going to play it uh, right now. You guys. All I know so far is that I haven't heard the song yet, but it says it's titled Truth, and I cannot wait. Feel free to talk. Here it goes. Oh, jazzy. Mm, mm. Ooh. Yeah. This is already the best song I've ever heard. 
Wait, there's so many lyrics. I'm looking at them right yep. now. Stop! Is this my friend Emily? No, her Same name's Anna. Yeah, that's You're really going to love the next verse. Wait, so she just sat down and sang this for me? Yeah, I gave her all the things that she should say, and she came up with the lyrics. Ready? Here you go. What is happening? <laughs> is it my birthday? <laughs> oh my god. There's more. There's a whole other verse? the bridge if you're wondering why i'm getting kind of soft it's only because i know i'm winning the bridge off. <laughs> oh my god Okay. Wow. Everyone immediately go out and buy this product. <laughs> this is the most earnest response to an ad I've ever had. I am in shock. You got someone to sing about the butch off. Yes. And she did so much. Like, I just wrote all of our memories together. Our, like... And she, like, picked her favorites? Yeah. Anna, what is up? <laughs> Yeah. I said that it absolutely had to be talked about with the butch off. Does she want to be our other friend? Yeah, like... I hope so. But Rob, who is the director of storytelling at Songfinch, he was like, immediately, I want Anna to do this. Wow. So they have like different songwriters that yes. they assign to different people. Yep. How much do they charge for that number? Um, well, we actually have a promo code for anyone if they want to use it. They get $20 off. This is truly the most earnest. I'm I'm like, this isn't even scripted, you guys. I'm literally like, like, I feel like this is what ad writers write. Like being like, wow, how can I get me one of those? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Bob, I have a promo right now. But like, I'm serious. I know. I'm going to. So I'll put. I'll tell everyone where you can, well, you go on songfinch.com, 
but the promo code is SICKERSADDERWORLD, all in caps, no spaces, and you get $20 off. And um, I'm going to put the song and the lyrics on Patreon. Oh my. For God. our supporters. And I'm going to put the song on my ringtone. <laughs> Did you love it? Um, I feel like even the little guitar riff just got, <laughs> just got me. I mean, you know. Are you surprised? Uh, there were a couple of untruths. You know, I feel like she Anna was only hearing one side of the story about the butch off. <laughs> so, um, no, sure. I'm so surprised. I literally didn't know that was in the within the realm of things that are possible. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're really just making dreams come true. You just crushed it. <laughs> One thing you guys should know about Brittany is she is, like, the best at gifts. Thank you. I mean, and this is, like, when there's not even an occasion, which is kind of the best kind of gift to have because you do not see it coming. Wow. Love it. How do we even get back on track? I feel sort of guilty for all this merrymaking given that Daria's in the hospital. (laughs) How insensitive. She does. She gets checked into the hospital and has to stay overnight for some tests. It makes me wonder if they're trying to make some sort of statement about how sometimes hospitals will try and administer extra medical care and costs just to forcing you to stay there when, but well, expo- exploiting your fears, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, maybe she's just incredibly stoic, but she seems to have no symptoms other than the rash itself, which of right. course it's problematic when you're covered in a huge rash all over your face, but she seems totally fine in every other way other than her ego. Yeah. it's. I mean, in general, it's just kind of weird to me that like, <clears throat> that sometimes it feels like doctors either don't take your symptoms seriously when you're telling them what has happened or they immediately reach for like a big diagnosis. And I'm not really sure what I'd prefer, to be honest. And so Jane visits Daria in the hospital and Daria's like, hey, can you not tell people? And I thought that she was going to say, don't tell people I'm in the hospital because she doesn't want people to make a big deal. But she specifically says, don't tell people about the rash, which... Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's like encapsulated in the same thing. Like, don't tell anyone I'm in the hospital because then people will ask why and then it'll have to come out that I have a rash. Right. But I think it's connected to the root cause of the rash that she like, oh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Just kidding, dear ones. Assuming you haven't watched the episode. Right. Are you just watching it along with us? So back at school, Brittany and Jane have an interaction because Brittany is still worried that Daria is going to tell about this infidelity, high school infidelity she's having with the club owner. And there's like sort of a communication snafu that happens per usual when Brittany's involved in a conversation where Jane sort of accidentally lets on that Daria is in the hospital, but she says that Daria is there with a brain fever to kind of throw (laughs) Brittany off the trail. And also one thing that perhaps maybe you didn't notice is that in Jane's locker is the book on Goya. Oh, I didn't notice that. Which is interesting because if it were a live action show, it makes sense that it was like a prop that was repurposed for budget reasons. However, it's an animated show, which means it was drawn in as a conscious choice. So what does that really say? But I will say that having the recent experience working on an animated show, they do always pull from the same props. Like, they won't redraw the prop. It's like once you've drawn a prop once, you have it forever. 
So it's essentially like a live action show having X amount of props in your prop closet. And when you want like generic book, it's like, oh shit, we still have the Goya one. Mm. So we can throw that in there. But if it was visible that it was, I'm sure it wasn't an accident. Interesting. Because to me that said Jane is interested in In why Daria was interested in this boy. So she's trying to get on the same level as them, which means that Jane might be in love with Daria. I mean, I am fully on board with your interpretation. Don't get me wrong. And then at back at the hospital, Quinn is there, which I found kind of sweet because she obviously decided to be there. But then I quickly realized it was because she has a crush on the doctor. There's a hot doctor named Dr. Phillips. And he pretty quickly gets a sense of what the Morgendorfers are like because Helen's definitely one of those overbearing worried moms who like makes all of the medical staff miserable because she's just constantly she's like the can I speak to your manager of hospitals basically yeah and I'm sure she's that way across the board in customer service yeah and so finally Dr. Phillips kicks all of the family members out of the room to ask Daria some quote personal questions and as soon as everyone leaves Daria's like I'll make this easy for you I don't do drugs and I'm not sexually active and then the doctor's like whatever you say but really I just wanted to give you a break from your family do you play gin rummy which was a real sweetheart move yes and then so Daria stays overnight at the hospital which is probably very horrifying but she sees and also overkill again for her symptoms. Exactly. Okay. So she sees the ghost of Eleanor Sullivan, who was a woman that was in the room before her, and they end up flying up to heaven. And unfortunately, in heaven, it's two creepy straight white dudes who are being creepy. I honestly would rather get to heaven and be surrounded by Mormons than get to heaven and be surrounded by douchey what are the names of the um the like kyle but it's like the mra like the men's rights people men's who, rights activists yeah yeah but like what's the name of the thing where meninists um, pickup artists oh interesting like like white I, that, male, that wasn't what i was gonna think about white male pickup artists like the ones who are like oh yeah the way to get to a woman's heart is to make her feel like shit they 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 struck me as like mm. online trolls. Like in in today's day and age, those equivalent guys are the ones writing in the like comment sections on YouTube. Interesting. When I think of pickup artist, I think of that show on I believe VH1 where he had a feather in his hat. Don't remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> write in if you remember that show, or don't. Yeah, please don't. But so ri- write in regardless, <laughs> but not about that show. Exactly. So Brittany tells Kevin, Mac, and Jody that Daria has brain fever, and Jody is concerned, which is sweet, obviously given what the last episode was about, which was Jody and Daria bonding, and um, Brittany obviously completely blows her cover, but Kevin doesn't even notice, um, obviously, because he's dumb. And then Jane goes to the hospital. She meets Dr. Phillips. Well, the thing that I liked about Dr. Phillips is that he, like, got Daria's vibe immediately. I mean, he may not have been able to diagnose her rash, but he could definitely diagnose her soul. Hmm, that was nice. Like, when Jane shows up, he's like, you must be a friend, not family. And she's like, yeah, how'd you know? And he's like, because Daria seemed happy to see you. Yeah. I was like, all right, hard hitting. 
Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, Daria didn't have a crush at all. I know. I was expecting them to show a little moment of, like, an eyebrow raise. Right. Well, she can't really blush because she already has the rash. I guess that's true. It would be kind of overkill because, again, spoiler alert, about the reason for the rash, it would be too much if it was all the same. Right. So then Brittany shows up to the hospital as well because she just can't take her guilt. And again, can't stop thinking about how expensive it's going to be to strip her hair to get it back to her natural color. And then Mac and Jody show up. And then Quinn ends up showing up, obviously, just Kevin. to see the doctor. And then Eleanor Sullivan. Yeah, Eleanor Sullivan's alive. Turns out she's just looking for her colonoscopy bag. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So then, Laura, please, please ride us into the sunset with what the rash is triggered by. It was anxiety. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Also, it's a rare thing to cause a rash. I don't know that I've ever heard of that. But also, what specifically caused the rash? Being around Trent. Yeah. Love makes her anxious. What a curse. What a curse. Well, what a what a what a day. It's been a ride. Do we need to do anything else for Songfinch? Because I will literally do anything for them forever now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode is sponsored by Songfinch, which you can find on songfinch.com, which I will check al- out their dope track Truth. Yes, it is titled Truth, and I will put the song and the lyrics on Patreon, and I will also put in the iTunes description the promo code to get $20 off, which is Sick or Sadder World, no spaces, all caps. Do you have a sweetie? Do you have a sweetie who has a birthday coming up? Do you have a podcast host that you want to show appreciation to? Do you have a parent or a sibling or just a friend who needs their day cheered up? I also feel like it'd be probably nice for like a dog. Oh my God. I'm going to get one for each of my dogs. Yeah. Listen up, Anna. Coming at you next for Dog Laura and Gus. Oh, that'd be a good one. A song for Dog Laura. That'd be really good. I would just feed her cheese the whole time she was listening so I could believe that she was happy about it. Totally. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sick or Sadder World. It was such a fun time. It was a party and can't wait to see you again. And um, follow us on Twitter at Sick or Sadder. You can support us on Patreon and also re-listen to the song and read the lyrics on patreon.com slash Sick or Sadder World. I never drink a coffee.